Hello and welcome to the Grapeseed Official Podcast. It's time for another This and That episode, so we welcome back Miklos to the show. How are you doing, Miklos? I am fantastic, Adam. Excellent. Today's topic is meaningful coaching. As teachers, you have a lot of resources available to you. Lesson plans, the teacher manual, this podcast, etc. On top of that, you also have a living, breathing resource, your coach. Someone who can give you tailored advice to your situation to help you make the most of your grapeseed lessons. We've talked a lot on this podcast about reaching out to your coach, but today we're going to talk about specifically how your coach can help you and different ways you can utilize this living resource to become even more effective. So Miklos, let's talk coaching. I know this is a big topic on your mind recently. What have been some good examples of relationships you had with teachers in the past when you were a coach in Southern Japan? Oh, wow. There's a lot. There have been, <laughs> there have been good and bad uh, because not everybody is as excited about uh, coaching as uh, as others, but most people uh, luckily are excited about coaching. There, <laughs> there's a few teachers who, through our relationship in, with Grapeseed Coaching, we actually become great friends, like just outside of outside of quote unquote work, and we we end up kind of blurring the lines between you know when we get together to talk, and these days it's online, of course, we'll get together to talk about. So we'll say, hey, what's up? You want to you want you want to get together online? You know, you know, you know, have a few laughs, and uh, we'll talk about just our lives and you know friend stuff. And then, of course, it always sort of involves grapeseed, too, because grapeseed is part of our lives. And so we have this nice uh, grapeseed family relationship. But there are some teachers where we would, I, would, I would go, I'm thinking of one particular school, where I would go to their school. Uh, this is back when I would, we would go to schools, um, of course. And uh, we would uh, have lunch together beforehand, before the, before the afternoon lesson started, uh, go out for lunch, um, and, and talk about the situation, what's happening at the school, and, and personally too. I would get to know a person uh, outside of the classroom, the person who's teaching, like, oh, this is this person's situation. It helps me understand uh, the way that they think and the way that they do certain things. So we get together and have lunch. And in this particular case, there are two teachers there. And uh, so we all, all, I'll have a nice chat and, and, and talk about each other. And then I would share about me too, because they would ask me questions like, oh, how are your kids and how is this? And, and uh, oh, you're doing that now? Wow. So that they know where I'm coming from. I'm not just some like, you know, I'm not just some guy that's been dispatched to, to your school. We, 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 we got to know each other. Um, and uh, in the best cases, of course, we, 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 we've become friends. Um, and so then go back to class and uh, back to the classroom and set. Um, sometimes they were set up already. And depending on the time, I would, I would kind of be like, hey, you guys, do you need help setting up um, you know, or getting your classroom ready, putting chairs out? I love doing that. And uh, because cause I'm a teacher and, uh, and, and we, so we would continue talking and then I would say, oh, like, this is like, how do you usually set it up? Oh, this is good. And then I could ask questions too. Like, oh, like what led you to, to set up the chairs this way? Because this is really interesting. I've never seen this before and stuff like that. So we could have these kinds of like delving talks about why, why a teacher, why the teachers have chosen to do certain things in the classroom. Because the way you set up your chairs, the way that the, the way you set up your cards, your teaching cards, and, and other components, and and where you where you hide your props, uh, it reveals a lot about you as a teacher. But it also um, it's a chance to to go into what I really believe is the the heart of effective coaching, which is we we facilitate self reflection, and that's mm-hmm. a lot of that just means that that we listen. So like when I'm I haven't even watched the lessons yet. But we're, I'm asking the teacher while we're setting up his classroom, like, hey, so how come you set up your chairs like this? And 
that is a facilitation of a self-reflection because then the teacher's like, oh, sometimes the teacher has an answer. Like, oh, I do it like this because I tried like that and it wasn't very good or this and this. Or they say, oh, because I have some students who need, you know, some special extra care. So I, 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 can, I, can, I can reach them here better uh, and, you know, pat their shoulder and stuff like that. And then other kids and this and that, all these different reasons uh, why, why the chairs would be set up a certain way. Or in another case, it's like, well, you know what? I never really thought about that. And then thus the self-reflection begins, uh, which started to facilitate, uh, not, not in, a, in, a, in an analytic kind of way, like sit down and let me facilitate for you, like that, like that, <laughs> but just like in a friendly grapeseed way, like, hey, I'm because, and I'm only asking these questions to the teacher, not because I'm, I'm looking to jump in and start judging what they're doing, but because I want to help them help their students. And uh, like, we as as grapeseed coaches, we care about teachers, not just as as teachers who are teaching the curriculum that we happen to work for, but because uh, we, we care about them as people. Because it's people like like you know that you, you said it before. Like we're like we we happen to be living, breathing people, but teachers are the living, breathing, often just panting and sweating because they're working so hard. People who are delivering the uh, the curriculum to students and creating that joy. So. Um, and then, and then the lesson uh, viewing comes, and um, and so I watch lessons, and uh, and I love it when teachers like and, and teachers who are really where we have a really good relationship will will actually even like say, oh, boys and girls, say hi to Mr. Miklos, and uh, uh, and even maybe use me as a prop in their class, like oh, like you know, tall, taller, tallest, who's the tallest? And it's it's me, of course. And then afterwards. Um, in some cases, you know, the, the teacher will, depending on the time of day, of course, we'll, if, if we have time, we'll, 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 we've had lunch together, we've had spent the afternoon together, then we'll go out for dinner together uh, and we'll talk or or we'll meet with the, the manager of the school. Sometimes, sometimes the manager and the principal will take us out for dinner and we'll talk. Uh, sometimes it's a one-on-one conversation where we just go to a, to a room. Uh, I've There are times that I'm not joking, there's, there are some special teachers out there who have become friends where after their lessons are done, I go to their house. And uh, I have dinner with their family. There's one teacher out there, and I hope he's listening right now because uh, he's a dear friend now. Uh, I've been to his house several times now. And his wife, uh, and, and she's Japanese, and she makes the most amazing shepherd's pie. So we'll just sit and talk, like all the, you know, then the kids go in the living room and play and do homework. And we sit at the dinner table after dinner and we talk grapeseed over leftover, over, you know, dessert and, uh, and the remains of shepherd's pie. And it's, and then at the, at the end of the evening, he drives me back to my hotel where I'm staying, and and then we do it again the next time I come around. And now we do it all online, but the time will come again when I can enjoy Shepherd's Pie at, um, <laughs> and go to people and, and and have lunch together. I can't wait to do that again. Um, we find that uh, coaching is actually more effective online, which is which sounds counterintuitive because I've been talking about these like you know close face to face relationships, but when it comes to the to the, the the meat and potatoes of coaching, doing it online is is vastly superior support for teachers. Um, but when you can do it in person, of course, like there's there's a dynamic that is that is wonderful and makes us feel good. But it's, but for effective coaching, I really think that um, we can facilitate self expression particularly um, well online. And um, but we can get into that later too. Yeah, let's get into that later. So backing up here, I think the core of what you've said so far, whether it's online coaching or it's on-site coaching, is that the most effective coaching experiences that we've had, they tend to be with teachers that there isn't an adversarial relationship. There isn't a, I'm coming to watch or judge. I'm coming to help. And both the coach and the teacher understand that. And there's just a mutual 
bonding of trying to get to know each other a little bit. Because at the end of the day, the goal that both teachers and coaches should have is what is best for the students in the class. Now, coaches ideally are helping teachers improve their skills or improve what they're doing in their lessons to directly benefit the students. And ideally, teachers are also focused primarily on student success, student achievement. So if those goals are aligned, it should be pretty easy for coaches and teachers to get along, to have that that mutually beneficial, that helping each other kind of relationship, that symbiotic relationship, more than if their goals aren't aligned. So I think at the very core, we as coaches and teachers, we want to have that focus on the students as our primary drive for doing what we do. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, the symbiotic relationship, such a biologist. Um, In a a previous life. (laughs) I love that. There can be a lot of, like when you're, when you're especially an experienced teacher, like it's, I, I find that it's, it's really easy to work with teachers who are starting out in their teaching career um, because they don't have any expectations about what a trainer or a coach is, mm. and they're generally a lot more open. Um, and uh, and 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 not this isn't a negative thing, but like like experienced teachers, uh, they have certain expectations because they might have had a negative experience with a trainer or a coach mm. um, asked uh, because there are there are people out there in the world who. Uh, uh, who don't think that training and coaching is a facilitating of self self reflection? They think it's no. I'm you know I'm going to go to your school and I'm going to I'm going to tell you how it is. Like um, and it's a really I've had that. It's a uh, before grapeseed, of course. I, I used to teach other other kinds of uh, curriculums and um, and a person would come and they would kind of just tear you apart and just tell you you know they they would give you like the obligatory like oh you know. Um, you know, th- this part was really good. And then, then they, they would dive into all the things that they would, uh, uh, that, that you're doing, basically just doing wrong. But mm-hmm. there's no solution there. It's just, okay, I'm doing it wrong. So can you, how is it wrong? Like, what impact did you see? Uh, things like that. And, um, and it was just, I would just go, come into my classroom the next day just feeling just, just terrible about myself because I, I was told I was doing it wrong, but I didn't know how to do it better. And, um, and I didn't know what the basis was for the feedback at all. Like there's no, there's no, you know, the, 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 it's just some subjective feedback from a person who, who just wants to feel better about themselves. And, uh, cause they're in a position of quote unquote power. A lot of air quotes today in the, in the conversation, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Uh, but like with grapeseed coaching, we have, we, we, we have a rubric, right? Like we have like the teacher reflection guide, uh, that we, that we, uh, we we're, we're very open about, and very like transparent to you know to the very most possible way that we can be about the the things that we do look at like pacing and um, uh, and and use of lesson plans and things like that and 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 how we're how we're asking questions like there's it's it's very um, we, we're not just making it up as we go right like it's like oh well I think you know like I, one of the toughest parts about being a coach is to be objective. Mm. And like when we're when we're helping teachers, we have to be. It's like like you said, um, objectively thinking about uh, what the teacher what teacher moves are positively or negatively impacting students. And uh, instead of just like giving that that feedback, that just like, 
well, I really love how you, how you do this or this. And it's really just like, like the, that all of a sudden it becomes that, that individual coach's opinion about, about your thing. And, and it's, um, I mean, some people are okay with that, but, um, if it's, if it's too subjective, it's just like, well, yeah, but what about like, okay, you like it, but what if another coach comes, they might not like it. Like we have to be objective and, and base everything on, on grapeseed. Which on, is why we have the teacher reflection guide and are basing yeah. a lot of coaching now on something solid that we all spring off of. Yeah. We, we uh, teachers know beforehand too. Like, so though th- these are the things that it's, that's, it's not fair, even if we're not, even if we're just, you know, not, you know, judging people, but like, if we're going to go and we're going to help facilitate self-reflection, uh, if the teacher that we're going to go and work with doesn't know ahead of time, like what, what it is that we're, that we're looking to talk about, that's not really fair. Um, and it's especially unfair when we're being judged on a, on a, on a supposed, you know, a rubric that we don't even, we, we've never seen before. We don't know what we're being uh, observed for that's it's it's unnerving and uh, and and it, it's debilitating it, it, it destroys the teacher's confidence and um, unfortunately some people out there listening now may have had an experience like that but when you're working with a grapeseed coach uh, we we're coming to to cheer you on to to support you to to give you uh, we, we like to use the term total support um, like we 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 will sit down with you and 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 find out what it is that you need we'll even take your feedback about the curriculum and, and pass it on to curriculum developers like because because the people who use teachers who use grapeseed every day have incredibly valuable feedback oh something's not quite working right well first let's talk about that because maybe maybe there's something happening in your classroom that that we can fix but you know there's always the possibility that it could be something that's that's uh part of the curriculum that, that we need to just kind of just take a take another look at and see uh we're totally open to that because we're into constant growth and improvement Let's get into that a little bit more, though, because going back in years and years ago, when you and I were both coaches, um, this is something that I was pretty guilty of. My own honest self-reflection here is that I would just kind of go into to coaching ex- coaching exchanges and kind of just say, okay, this, this, and this, these are my points, and not really facilitating that self-reflection. And even years and years ago, you were very good at this and something that I wish I had, I had worked a little bit more on. I got better over time, but it's still not nearly the master that you are about it. So can you walk us through this, this concept of facilitating self-reflection and how you find the most success getting that out of teachers? Wow. Uh, thank you, Adam. I'm really, um, I'm thinking about all the times now that like I was really ineffective as a coach though, because I, I went too far down the, the touchy feely route rather than just telling a teacher what they need to, to hear, which they, what they're seeking to hear. Um, well, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a subset of people because I think, I think I tended to go in the bullet point way because that's how I would prefer my feedback. Whereas that doesn't benefit everybody where you're kind of on the other end where you want that self-reflection, you self-reflect constantly yourself, all those videos you used to take of yourself in foundation training to watch (laughs) and improve your own coaching. But I think a a greater subset of teachers probably benefit more from your style than my style. So this is why I'm asking if you can walk us through the, the thought process behind how you most effectively facilitate teacher self-reflection. 
Yeah, this is interesting. And and I do think there's, that, that there's a healthy balance to be found because uh, uh, like I was telling you about the teachers that I talk with, you know, like we have lunch and we, we, we get to know each other, we become friends. And then there's the teachers that I meet uh, where I walk in I, uh, and I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? Uh, good to see you again. And uh, or we'll see you online. And then they just go, I want you to tell me everything I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear any of the other stuff. And I'm like, okay, I can I can do that. And uh, I don't I don't want to disappoint you. Um, <laughs> also, I want to make it very clear that, that in order to do that, we have to, I still have to ask you some questions because because what you're doing to me, like, you know, by the Graveseed teacher manual might be, uh, might be wrong, but but when considering where your students are, what you're doing, what you did yesterday, uh, what's happening in the things that I can't see because I'm not in your classroom every day, it might not be wrong um, because because uh, I don't know things. I don't know certain things. So we're going to talk about that because I, if I just go, what you're doing is wrong. And they say, yeah, but see, you have to know that my kids are at this thing and they did this thing yesterday and blah, blah, blah. And then I go, oh, okay, well then carry on because that would be really unfair. So self-reflection. In years past, when you would have an interaction with a grapeseed coach, the, the coach, us, we would go, we'd go to your school. And, and visit and be in your classroom and watch you teach and maybe and talk with you before and afterwards. But that's a big to-do. Like when, when a coach would visit a school, in many cases, it's like a big event. And the kids are kind of overexcited. It's kind of like open house, except except the, it's the grapeseed guy. It, it, it's not exactly the same as every day. And for that reason, the lesson that you're going to see is often not the usual kind of lesson. And you get that a lot. Like the teacher saying like, oh, they're really excited because you were here and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And maybe and all, the, all these things will happen. Um, on top of that, as a teacher and everyone out there listening probably knows this, like when you get into the zone, when you're teaching your kids, you start, I, (laughs) you kind of get into this kind of fugue state where you just kind of lose all sense of memory. You're like, what happened? Like, I remember like I would, when I was teaching, I would, I would teach like three back to back classes, maybe of the same unit, maybe of different ones. And uh, I'd have five minutes in between. Uh, during which I would just be like kind of wrangling kids and stuff. And, um, but then after that, I would go back to write my notes about my lessons and what happened. This, and I would have, I'd be like, wait, did that happen in the second one or the third one? Wait, what? Oh my goodness. So when I, I, would, I felt like I was going senile because I was like, because you're with, if you're truly present with your kids, then your memory starts to kind of go fuzzy afterwards. It's like, it's, it's like when you wake up from a dream and you can remember part of it, but not all of it. And, and it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's like, wait a second, that was my house, but it wasn't my house. Like it's, um, I'm hoping that there are teachers out there who can relate to this because uh, uh, I'm sure there are because uh, what happens is then when you want to sit down and talk with a coach about what happened in your class, it becomes really difficult because the coach is telling you something about you know your lesson that you don't remember or that you felt differently about or like, no, that didn't happen. It happened this way. And you're both right. And like, cause one person is seeing it from the outside and the other person is living it, the teacher. And, um, and then the teacher's also like doing things and the, and the coach is watching the entire class. It's sort of unfair to say, I, th- there's this kind of feedback. It's like, well, you know, while you were doing that, this other kid was kind of doing this. And it's kind of unfair because the teacher's working really hard and can't physically can't see every single thing. That's just a fact of life. So, that that's okay. Obviously, we want to like, you know, get all the kids' focus and engagement uh, as much as possible. But kind of pointing it out that way has always felt really unfair to me. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't see that. You know, what am I supposed to do now? And so, um, the, the a better version of that is for the coach not to visit the school and make make it into a big circus, uh, which it turns into sometimes. And instead, take out your smartphone, take a video of your class. As long if they just think it's just a regular day, just you and them, just having fun as usual, and you just you. Put the camera, put the smartphone in the back, film it, 
And then when the kids leave, you go over and you switch it off and you go back and you watch it. But, and again, I always tell people this too, because um, you don't have to watch the whole thing. I mean, if you, if you have time for that, because most teachers will say, and <laughs> it's a fact of life, I'm too busy to go back and watch my entire 40 minute lesson. Yeah. I am too. Uh, like you said, I used to film our, when we used to do training. That was like three days worth of videos. I'm not watching the entire thing. I go, I fast forward to the parts of this. Like, I want to see what happened at that, at that, this particular point. So that's, that's what we usually recommend is like, uh, we tell teachers, hey, so take your video. And then if you have time, watch the whole thing. But of course, if you don't, go watch just a couple of components that you want to, that you think were, you want to review for yourself. And, and for any particular reason, like something happened when you were singing the blue song, I need to go back and see what happened leading up to that and what happened, what I did after that and, and whatnot. And then uh, look at transitions between components. What's happening? Uh, you know, when, when I put down this one song card and I picked up a story or when I did this transition, like what does that look like from the outside? And, uh, and so then your, your fugue state is no longer an issue. You, your memory is no longer an issue. You can you can look at yourself objectively, and a lot of teachers will say this too. Like, I don't like to see myself on video. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a common thing because we're human beings. I don't even really like the sound of my voice that much, uh, but I've got earphones on and I'm, I listen to this podcast and I self reflect on it. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> I don't like it. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, but you get used to it. You you can make it one of your important habits, and it's such a, an incredible growth thing. And it is the purest form of self-reflection because you are literally looking at yourself and thinking about it. That is self-reflection. And then on top of that, you, you share that video. We encourage you to, you know, to, to share the video with your grapeseed coach because your grapeseed coach has the grapeseed perspective um, and can help you with facilitating your self-reflection in terms of uh, delivering grapeseed to your students. And so, because as a teacher, you're going to you're going to self reflect on a lot of things that don't have to do with the curriculum, your classroom management, um, you know, your 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 voice, your body, whatever you the things that are just about you outside of curriculum. But then you share the video with your grapeseed coach, and then they watch the same one, and then you get together and talk about it. And so when the trainer says, uh, the coach says, um, you know, at uh, and a lot of times, and I, I read I read coaching reports all the time, and say uh, and uh, we'll say things like at the seven minute and thirty second mark, um, I noticed that this happened, and then the impact was this: you, this the, the the kids you know said this, or they didn't respond, or whatever the case may be. And then the trainer will say, uh, "You know what? How, I wonder what would happen if you tried fill in the blank." And then that allows the teacher to go, "Oh, I wonder too. That's an interesting idea. Maybe next time I'll try that." That's how we facilitate self-reflection. It's uh, and it's and you can do that on a Zoom call. Excellent. I think this all ties in really well with the deep dive podcast we did back on episode sixty-nine, the deep dive on the power of recording your own classes. So definitely check that one out if you haven't listened to it because it goes into a lot of the same things Miklos is talking about. But going with the biology background that we talked a little bit about earlier, Miklos. When you're doing an experiment, you want to get a result that is as true and objective as possible. And how you do that is you remove any influencing factors, any any variables that might change the result that you're getting. So what are we trying to do with coaching? We're trying to help teachers improve the use of the grapeseed curriculum to then benefit their students and help them be more successful. That is our our underlying goal, whether you're a coach or a teacher. That's what we want. 
but like you said, if we're doing a lot of times on-site coaching, we have those influencing factors. Like you mentioned, we have the influencing factor of there's this other person in the classroom that kids might be nervous or excited or shy or something like that. They're going to act a little bit differently because of that person. There's also that that tricky thing about our memories. We're not computers, right? So we do have that. You mentioned a fugue state, but where your your memory <laughs> kind of plays tricks on you. You might not remember things as clearly. You're also teaching, so you're focused on what you're doing, delivering the components that you might not be noticing certain things in the classroom. So when you compare notes with your coach after watching the class, after your coach watches the class, those notes might not line up. And then it's hard to objectively see what was true and what wasn't true. So in trying to remove those influencing factors, like you're talking about having lesson video analysis, where you take a video of your class, you send it to your coach, you both watch that video. So you're both, there's not that tricky memory thing of your, your memory deceiving you. You're both seeing the exact same thing. You can both discuss specific points along that. And ideally your kids are in a more normal state because they're not, there's not some other random person in the classroom that they don't really know that well. So you're getting a lot more close to objectivity by having video. Now, sending it to your coach and having your coach view it too, how does that make it more objective? Well, even the the most humble among us, we still have some of our pride in us. So if we're watching ourselves teach a class, for example, and we're the only ones watching it, we might give ourselves the benefit of the doubt a little bit more. We might say, oh, well, this particular student, he's always like that. So he's misbehaving here at the six minute mark. There's nothing I can do about it. Whereas if you send that video to your coach and your coach can ask you about it, it's like you mentioned, your coach can come up with some other ideas, usually ones that they've seen in other classrooms that they can suggest you to use in your classroom that could benefit you in your situation. So this whole why lesson video analysis is so powerful and so impactful is because it removes all of these influencing factors on this goal, on this drive that we have towards our goal of objectivity. Yeah, and 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 to I want to just highlight a point there too because uh, exactly, um, it's 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 critical that because um, this step can can sometimes be neglected, and that is that uh, the 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 teacher watches their own video. Uh, before sharing it with, or, or at the same time as sharing it with their coach. Um, because what happens sometimes is, uh, or what, what could possibly happen sometimes is a teacher will, a busy teacher, uh, probably possibly even an overworked teacher, uh, will, will take the video, send it to their coach and say, you tell me what, t- give me feedback. And that's not, that, that's not that uh, as effective. Uh, that's just it's kind of just the same as us, just us going watching and here you go. Here's me just you know, write some, write some things down and just, here you go. Just point to the words like or something like that. Like that's always my generic go-to like, like generic feedback. Um, well, why but, is that? That's because if the teacher is just sending in the video without watching it, then the teacher is still relying on their own memory of what happened as opposed to the yeah. objective film itself. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I might've shared this story before. I, I know I've shared it in person, but like, uh, the first time I ever watched myself teaching a video was a complete accident. Um, 
because I, I, I wanted to just, I wanted to show my family uh, back in the US what it is that I do. And uh, so I took like a, just like a two or three minute video of just my, of my class. And I remember before I sent it, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this just to make sure it's okay. And I saw myself, I was hold. I was, I was teaching just some, you know, vocab flashcards and I'm tall and my kids are sitting in their chairs they're, they're four years old and they're little. And so I just was the way I was, I was holding the cards really high. And then the kids had their, had their necks crane back. I, it was, it was just a, it was a, it was a profound moment for me. I was just like, wait a second. So the, from the very next day, and I didn't even have a, I didn't have a coach or anything like that. I mean, uh, this is back in the, this is back in the, the, uh, uh, the olden days, um, uh, before there was like, if we had like, complete coaching, uh, support, but, um, I, uh, I just, I, I basically, it was my own, it was non-facilitated self-reflection. Uh, I just saw myself holding flashcards too high. And then the next, from, from the very next day and there on ever after, that was probably, that was 10 years ago. Um, I hold, I, even if I'm standing up with, uh, I hold my flashcards, uh, down, I, I down so that my kids don't have to like, that it's not like they're sitting in the front row of, of a, you know, of an IMAX theater. Like they're just going like, whoa, this is too much for me. Like, um, and it has, and it immediately made an impact on my classes that I, I could, I could see within, within a day. And, um, and I just came just watching like a three minute clip of myself. And, and that was long before I ever thought about ever <laughs> the go, leaving, being a teacher and becoming a, a grapeseed trainer. And, um, long before I ever considered uh, that, like watching yourself on video should be a thing that all teachers should, that I would recommend that, that they do. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, and for the people out there listening who already who already know this, um, yeah, uh, you know how powerful it is, and it's probably part of your your routine um, with or without your grapeseed coach. Because this is the the beauty of this is that you can film yourself any day with the permission of your school, of course, uh, and reflect any time you want, and then from time to time, uh, call up your uh, grapeseed coach and say, hey. I could, could you help me with this? I'm looking at a class and it's, you know, I, I kind of want to have a second, a second eye on this. Um, and it's, and it's that much richer because, you know, what makes a grapeseed coach special about helping you facilitate your self-reflection is not our quote unquote, again, quotes, uh, expertise about the curriculum. Although there is that to a certain extent. Um, it's the fact that we see and work with so many teachers. We're like bees it, pollinating. Yeah. It's like, Oh, like what you said earlier, like, you know what? I see what you're doing here, and I have some questions about it because it's, it's it's wonderful. Or maybe there there might be ways that you can you know um, alter and improve the impact of this on your students. Um, but you know what? I was talking with a teacher last week, and I saw what they were doing. And I think it might help you out. And that's to me that's that's the special part uh, where we can our expertise comes from just talking with lots of teachers and um, and seeing, seeing a lot of different classrooms. Yes. And then we can just kind of spread spread that good around. And uh, if you uh, take a video of yourself and you never want to share it with anybody, or you if, um, at least just look at yourself a little bit. It's uh, <laughs> what's that cliche? Look in the mirror. Like uh, <laughs> is like it is. It can be uncomfortable. It's just like you, you look in the mirror so that you can make your hair look better or something like that. Like you don't just look in the mirror just to go, oh yes, <laughs> you handsome devil. Like uh, speak um, for yourself. No, I'm scared. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You look in the mirror to like to fix your button, or uh, you know, to shave without cutting yourself, or uh, to to improve yourself. And if you really want to improve yourself, then then looking in the mirror, even just for a second, is definitely the way to go. Yeah, but there, there's there's a a hard limit though, because as we were talking about, 
not every any one person can understand everything there is to know about teaching and language acquisition and grapeseed. So it's definitely great practice to be taking video of your lesson and watching it and self-reflecting, but getting that extra pair of eyes on it, getting your coach involved to help give you those extra ideas. So this can be not only how to get your kids speaking more other ideas this your coach has seen from other classrooms. This can even be smaller things like, okay, my classroom is super tiny. I don't know how to do action activities well. Your coach has probably seen another classroom that is also super tiny where the teachers had to come up with maybe some good ideas or some not so good ideas of how action activities are done in a very small space. And they can share those the benefits of that research with you to help make you better as well. We've picked up things from watching other classes. I mentioned before on this podcast that I've seen Savin and some other teachers teaching and it changed my perspective on what is effective in the classroom and how you can do things like classroom management. So your coach, it's not that you should view your coach as this person who is coming to judge you because they have all this knowledge and information what your coach actually is, is this great resource of tailored information specifically for you in your individual situation to help you get better based off of all of the other classrooms, all the other situations that they've seen in their experience. Yeah. And I want to add to that too, because um, we work for you in that we support you through the curriculum. Uh, we are we are your servant um, when it comes to grapeseed. Uh, but I still get this feeling that, that teachers still think that when they're talking to their grapeseed coach, that it's like that we're some sort of like, we're like their, you know, authority figure or something like that. Like it's, it's not like that. We, we are, we're supporting you by helping you see things that you might not be able to see yourself. And so we, we watch, we watch your lesson video together and, uh, and then provide perspective on grapeseed and, um, and then listen to your situation and then apply, apply things. And, um, and in the best case, you know, scenarios, you develop a relationship. Coaching is a relationship and, but it's a relationship based on helping each other help kids uh, become successful at gaining really awesome communication skills. That's, that's the take home message there that because I, this podcast is obviously primarily for teachers, but I know a lot of our grapeseed coaches also listen too. So the, the take home message for this discussion here is we want our goals to be aligned as much as possible on student success, student growth, and that we get that through using grapeseed effectively and coaches and teachers working together, building that relationship together to encourage that student growth as much as possible, to foster that student growth. Now, of course, the relationship between coach and teacher is really important, and it comes easily if the goals are aligned in that way. But I think what Miklos is talking about here that is really effective is utilizing that option of lesson video analysis as much as possible, because like we talked about, this gives you the most objective look, both you and your coach, as to what's going on in the classroom. And through that video, you can work together with that self-reflection, with guided reflection, to understand what it takes to 
get closer to student success and student achievement. You don't necessarily have to invite your coach over for dinner like some of Mikolos' teachers did, but definitely whether you're a teacher listening to this or a coach listening to this, take this opportunity to say, to reach out to the other person. Say, okay, I just listened to the newest uh, Grapeseed official podcast episode, number 84 here, Miklos is this and that. It was a little bit long, but it made me think, hey, like... I'd like to get a little bit more feedback on this or, hey, when can I send you a video next? Something like that. How are you doing as a teacher? Do you need any help from me as your coach? Use this opportunity to start that conversation if you're not already having it. Yeah, and I I will speak for the rest of, uh, well, I'll speak for the Grapeseed Japan training team, uh, coaching team, uh, but I'll also speak for all Grapeseed coaches everywhere, if that's okay. Um, That if you're listening to this and you're a teacher right now, and, and whether you have anything that you need help with or not, if you were to send a little message to your Grapeseed coach today, uh, whether just to say hi um, or to say, hey, I'm having trouble with fill in the blank, they will, I guarantee 100%, they will be really happy to hear from you. Absolutely. I've mentioned it multiple times on this podcast that when I was a coach, I loved when people send emails in. Yeah. Or just the random phone call and be like, hey, man, so uh, I only have 10 minutes because I got I to gotta go teach. But uh, so I'm starting writers today and I forgot like, you know, blah, 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 the, the question. And then I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'm so glad you called me. Let me help you. Um, and, uh, and then we'll follow up later and see how it went. And uh, yeah, that's, that is why we are here. Our existence is based on uh, being available to support you. Absolutely. What a great way to end the podcast. And you summed it up for us this time. I didn't have to sum it up for us, Miklos. I know. Isn't that weird? I feel, I feel strange now. Like, I don't get it. After this many this and that episodes, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're getting, getting more concise. Well, the next one will, will be a disaster. So, so prepare yourself. But, um, <laughs> Look forward to that in episode 94, everybody. As always, thank you for listening and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.